0: So, so um, we uh, just an overview again, so we can remember what's uh, what's uh, happening and where are we at. The book of Nahum, again, uh, as you can see, um, we started as again just introduction. The 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 time of the. Uh, Captivity. If you remember, we said there are two the two kingdoms, and the kingdom of the north has been captive already. And then the king of Assyria wanted to actually seize also the southern kingdom, and he started to do that. And that's when uh, the 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 prophecy came for Nahum. Nahum, as we remember, uh, what does it mean again? Nahum, Nahum means. Hmm. You're cheating, okay? That's good, you can, You'll allow it. Comfort or consolation, right? From those who know Arabic, yunayyah, yuriah, right? Niyah. So nahum, niyah, nahum is uh, from nuah from also which is, which is comfort. So he is the one who's coming with comfort. Through what? Through the word of? Of God, although, as we said in the beginning of the chapter, that although the same word of God as it is a source of comfort for the people, but it was, it was what for the enemy, a burden, exactly, a burden, the burden to Nineveh, right? So, and that's what we, we, we always talk about, that it could be uh, 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 the word of God, which is, as you said before, the, like, like, like the hammer that, 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 uh, that uh, destroys the, 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 the rock, as it says in Jeremiah. Uh, then it, it depends on the people who are receiving it and what kind of heart we're receiving the word of God. But he started the... The uh, prophecy about Nineveh, and as we said, this is about 100 years after what Jonah has went with a message of, of repentance. Come back, your love, with all the mystery of why would God send somebody to Nineveh and to this great city, although they are not of the people of Israel. But we've seen, again, God's love from the beginning to all the nations and to everybody, and and definitely, uh, illustrated to special message to to the to the city of Nineveh message of repentance. come. And as we all know the story of Jonah, as you all know, the repentance, but then again, hundred years later, something didn't well, we can't say hundred years later, but sometimes after the great repentance, something didn't go right. Not the same mind, not the same energy, not the same fire, not the same mindset, right? And that's exactly goes back to Colossians when we were studying Colossians. We we're saying set your mind on things from above, on the spiritual, right? If you are risen with Christ, keep your mind set. Because if you don't keep your mind set, what happened is what happened to Nineveh. After hundred years, then what happened to them? Right. They were destroyed. They were destroyed. Although they were used as a tool in God's in God's hand in order to to to. Uh, Punish or uh, 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 chastise the people of, of his, his, his people, but still, with that, they were again fell from the from the from the uh, path of repentance and of having a relationship with with God into their own self and their own desire and became after this actual what uh, uh, an enemy and then so you see this all in the in the in the first in the first chapter and as we said the first chapter talks about who god is and starts with god is what jealous jealous and we, as you we remember if you said that this, this particular word in the hebrew bible is only for god in arabic and we said that this, this specific word is not for anybody else. If you look at the dictionary, it's amazing. It said, jealousy for God only. So don't get this confused with our own jealousy or our own dealing with each other, our own no, This is something totally for God, right? And then you start to say that, as we said, we'll, we'll see through the book of Nahum, God as the three things, if you remember them. What are they? Jealous. Judge and just, jealous, just, and judge, or judge and just. So the first chapter was talking about God as the jealous God. And also the one that is, has, uh, 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 as it said here, that he is um, uh, avenging and wrathful. But then it goes on, the Lord is slow to anger. And we said slow to anger exactly as the judge who cannot be angry, and cannot just react. But he is slow to anger in order to do what? To judge what? justly right if you're just like angry and just you know rushing into into decisions then he's not just but but you you see this portray of of who god is and again all what we hear here about wrathful and vengeance and 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 and, and keep the wrath this is all for whom for his enemy for his enemy so don't also get confused like, you know, God is, is angry and God is that the, the God of the Old Testament is always angry. No, 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 that's not the case at all. Because right in the same chapter, if you remember, in verse 7, says what the Lord is. Good. And again, as we said before, you know, if you, if you follow the text, like, you know, where is this coming from? He's starting talking about God, the wrath and the fire and the revenge and, and the anger. And then in the, in, in the midst, we throw this concept that the Lord is is good yes. as merciful also right 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 yes as if he wants to find an excuse <laughs> right <laughs> Right. Yes. As you know, as for our fathers, for our little kids, and we're just like when we're really angry and just like, wait a minute, (laughs) let me try to find something so I can I can uh, pass (laughs) and and let it go. But definitely. Yes, yes. That's what we're seeing here. uh, This is very important. That's why I'm I'm outlining or underlining very, very important thing that this is against whom, against the enemy. Against the enemy. So this, when we, when, as we said before, in order to understand Nahum, we have to look at God as the judge. Judge. Enemy is coming to attack, right? And as we will see later on, even the 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 the, the uh, come and, come, Commentaries about of, of Saint Cyril of Alexandria he has a beautiful uh, commentary for the for the Minor Prophets. We'll will 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 read a few of those here. That th- this is all about about God who is able to, to revenge for His people against whom His enemy, which is Satan. Satan. Okay. So let's not get confused. Of this is how God deals with us. This is very important. So he talks about this and talks about at the end of this, again, as we said, at the end of chapter one, talks about what he changes the the the, the, the uh, way he's and the people who's addressing from Nineveh to whom, to his own people. As we said uh, in, in verse, uh, starting from verse 12, starting from verse 12, he t- talks about that, uh, that thus says the Lord, though they are at full strength and many, which is the enemy, they will be cut down and pass away. Though I have afflicted you, now he's talking about whom? You is who here? His people. So them, the enemy, although they are strong and they are this, they will be cut down. And then he changes the directions of the speech and those who he's talking to. And then he goes, though I have afflicted you, my people, I will afflict you no more. And now I will break his yoke, the yoke of the enemy from you, my people. Right, so I know a lot, a lot of times the Old Testament, like okay, who's talking to whom? Right, as we are studying this yesterday in 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 Melchizedek in uh, in Hebrews, right? Like who's who's talking? Who's who's me and who's you and who's them? So it's very important to know exactly and kind of try to identify that. So now he is saying that the Lord has given commandment about you. No more shall your name be perpetual, perpetuate from the house of your gods. I will cut off. Now he's talking again about whom? About the enemy. I will cut you off. Right and carved image and the metal image or what you are depending on as your source of power and source of identity and so these all will be what. Cut off right and then he comes with the with with the prophecy again all this will come through what. Through the king of peace, again, exactly as we were talking yesterday, behold, in verse 15, upon the mountains, the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace, keep your feasts, O Judah, fulfill your vows, for never again shall the worthless pass through you, he is utterly cut off. So here he's talking to his people that giving them the promise that the enemy will be what? So this is all chapter one, just in, 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 in a glance. Now we come to chapter two. When we read the verse, the, the scripture itself, it's actually uh, all about the destruction. So here we talk about God, the judge, who brings the destruction and, uh, against Nineveh. And you read all the, the, the chapter, chapter two, it's like in actual details of what is happening. Again, this is about another hundred years before the actual destruction of Assyria of Nineveh, so we know later on that the Babylon, the Babylon and, and Mades both came and attacked Assyria, attacked Nineveh and destroyed it, I was just reading about this, not till 18 something when they start to discover some uh, uh, ruins of the city itself, so it was utterly totally destructed, totally destructive, that city, and this happened again about 700 uh, sorry about 100 years said we said we said um uh nahum was about 500 something like about another 100 year after this with the actual destruction and the actual um, uh, Capture of the city by uh, the B- Babylonian and by the empire of of Medes at that time. So we'll we'll go ahead and read the scripture itself, the text itself. I just want you to be exposed to the text itself, and then we will will go through it again. The text itself, as we read it, is nothing other than what will what will happen. Just like a like a visual, detailed description of how much damage will happen to the city. Right? But then we'll go a little bit after this and see how is that actually what we can benefit from, from, from the text itself. So um, I'll read it from uh, the ESV as I read, but you can, you can still definitely uh, follow on the screen with the New King James. So I'll just read the whole chapter is about is what, 12, 13 verses. right? So uh, let's just read it and then we'll go through it and explain what's happening as we read and then we'll take the application of it. Any questions so far? Okay. Nahum two. We'll read from one. I'll read again from the ESV, or let me read from the New King James, so you're not you're not uh, you're not uh, distracted and confused. He who scatters has come up before your face. Man the fort, watch the road, strengthen your flanks. Fortify your power, mighty. For the Lord is restoring the majesty of Jacob. For the Lord will restore the excellence of Jacob like the excellence of Israel. For the emptiers have emptied them out and ruined their vine branches. The shields of his mighty men are made red. The valiant men are in scarlet, the chariots come with flaming torches in the day of his preparation, and the spears are brand shed. The chariots rage in the streets, they they just tell one another in the broad rods, or the broad roads, they seem like torches, they run like lightning, he remembers his nobles, they stumble in their walk, they make haste to her walls, and the defense is prepared. The gates of the rivers are opened, and the palace is dissolved. It is decreed she shall be led away captive, she shall be brought up. And her maids and her maidservants shall lead her as with the voice of dogs, beating their breasts, though Nineveh of, the old, of old was like a pool of water, now they flee away. Halt, halt, they cry, but no one turns back. Take spoil of silver, take spoil of gold. There is no end of treasure or wealth of every desirable prize. She's empty, desolate and waste. The heart melts and the knees shake. Much pain is in every side and all their faces are drained of color. Where is the dwelling of the lions and the feeding place of the young lions? Where the lion walked the lioness and lion's cub and no one made them afraid. The lion tore in pieces enough for his cubs, killed for his lionesses, filled his caves with prey and his dens with flesh. Behold, I am against you, says the Lord of hosts. I will burn your chariots in smoke, and the sword shall devour your young lions. I will cut off your prey from the earth, and the voice of your messengers shall be heard no more. Glory be to the Holy Jesus, the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now and forever to the ages, all age. ladies. Why, why, why is this text like this? What do you feel when you hear the text? When you read the text, like what comes to your mind? Hmm? War. Okay, what else? Destruction. What else? Anger,
1: wrath, anger, wrath
0: all not just big it's just like like all what he can do (laughs) like 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 as it says here the doors of the river will be open that's exactly what they did by the way so when you read about about Nineveh it 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 it, the, the the I think I was reading about they have like almost 1500 towers 1500 towers around the city and each tower is like 200 feet high so so there is no way, you know, you know, you know in, 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 in the 73 war against Israel, pretty much the same thing. The only way they could actually destroy the walls and get through the city is through what? The water. So, so they damped the water and then opened the gates. And so the water is gushing to the point that it flooded the city. That's why i say here, it says what? The city is like what? Like a pool, Nineveh became like a pool. So the only way for them to actually literally be able to destroy and to come and to, to, to seize and to, to destroy the city is through the water opening. The, the city was very, very, very close to the, to the river, right? Tigris. So they use this, Nahr al furah they used this to, to, to use the flooding and the power and the gushing power of the water to actually make what break the walls. And after this, he start to come and walk in and do this. So you see here the the power of that. But again, remember, all this is what is a vision before the actual. So it's not just describing what happened. He's describing what will happen. So it's amazing, actually, when you see that this message is so much in details like that. So much in details. But not, again, just as a historical factor, but there is much, much more into that. Right? And that's why, again, as we said the first time, like, why is this chapter, for example, part of the Holy Scripture? What's in it? Right? If you read it, just description of a destruction that will happen to a city. So what?
2: The, great
0: God. the punishment of God yes. to his enemy. Yes. And the enemy here is what? His devil. And that's why, as I will, will, will read later on, this is what Saint Cyril of Alexandria talks about. He, in his com- commentary and contemplation about Nahum, he talks about this is exactly what happened with Christ against what devil after or through the crucifixion and through the what the resurrection. And as we said always, we have to read the, the the scripture. We have to read the Old Testament with our eyes looking at at Christ. Otherwise, again, there is like okay, so we have thirteen verses of actual destruction and 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 description of a destruction. So. But in order to understand this again, also, you see that how God is doing what is using the, 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 the enemy and using the circumstances to declare what his authority, his power especially when it comes to one of the verses for example like verse i'll go through it but just just before we we, we go into it verse two what does verse two read so let's just take it from the beginning again verse one and two the scatterer has come up against you I'll, I'll switch to the esv the scatter has come up against you you who is what nineveh so here the 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 the, the prophet is actually in some kind of 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 uh being sarcastic he's telling Nineveh what get ready <laughs> right that's what he's trying to say. Man the ramparts, watch the road, dress up for battle, collect your strength, right? Like, show me what you can do, because no matter what you can do, you will never be able to, what, to stand against this. So he's being sarcastic in the vision within, which God is telling you, okay, tell them to get ready. Show me what you have, right? But you're never gonna be able to stand. Right? So you see the challenge. You see the challenge. You see like, okay, you know you what? Know, I know what I'm doing. And I know that you're strong, but you note know Your strength is what? Is nothing, right? And as we go through this, just keep in mind that idea of what, of Christ against the devil, right? And in a way, our own struggle against the devil, right? And see how much we are really, maybe we are weak, we are really in the bondage and in the captivity of devil, but see how much power and strength we have in Christ. That's why some poems said that you are more than what? Victorious, not just victorious, you're more than victorious. So this is an example, as we said the, first, the last time, it's not just, just about Nineveh, it's an example for nations, for cultures, for civilization, for people, for cities, for governments, for everything. On every level, if you want to take it, you take it. This is as an example for those who fall from the path of repentance, right? So again, he's uh, he's saying that okay, the scoundrels has come against you. Is this to suggest that
1: at that time the people will have any idea that um, Jewish guy will be attacking or will be coming upon them, and if
0: they don't regard it at that time by like him saying this, it in a way, yes. Yes, but at this time, it's actually he's he's declaring a judgment already, versus again what happened hundred years ago.
1: Right. right. The uh, the uh, the other people that live next to him, like all those who live around, they, they they watch the Jews and they say, um, do they have the power of God behind them now or not now? Because are they are they praying and worshiping or not? And so they're watchful. The neighbors are like, right. People right.
0: Are but not believing them, And that's why I'm I'm getting to verse two because verse two actually answers that question. What is verse two? it Says, "For the Lord is restoring the majesty of Jacob." So even though I let you down, even though I, as we said before, you know what, I will no longer do what in in, in chapter one I think it was. Yes, chapter one, verse thirteen. Right? If you bring it quick, uh, Murna. Chapter one, verse thirteen. Again, he said what? For now, I will break off his rope of you and burst your 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 part And then the, the next the one before this. I'm sorry. Yes, they will be cut down when he passes through. Though I have afflicted you, I will afflict you no more. Right? So he's declaring to them and to all the, the, the surroundings at that time, yes, I let you go through this, but I am still in charge, right? And I will restore that again. That's why when he starts to talk to this to the Ninevites, he's also saying what that I will bring back again or restore the majesty of Jacob and the majesty of Israel. Jacob and Israel, that's what Israel ends or the Northern and the, and the Southern Kingdom. So everybody again, right? So I will restore them through what? Through the destruction of. See, and that's very, very relevant to us, by the way, at, at one point, if we feel like we are you know we're, we're really down we're broken, we are scattered, then this is a very, very good promise that I will restore you through what through the destruction of the enemy. Right? But what do you have to do, you have to actually declare, as we, we talked about last time, you have to, to be able to, to believe that there is the the prince of peace that will come with the clear and will come with the good tidings. Right? So that's what he starts with here, that you know what, you know, be ready, but you're not gonna, you know, like show me whatever, the strongest thing that you can do, you're nothing. You're nothing. Why? The whole purpose that I came to restore, and this is the key for the chapter, the Lord is restoring the majesty of Jacob as the majesty of Israel, for plunderers have plundered them and drawn their branches, or in the other translation, for emptiers have emptied them out. Just like sucked them out of everything. As emptied them and drawn their vine branches. It's well known in the Old Testament that the vine is always referring, referring to whom? To Israel. My vine. So it's saying that they have emptied you, they have sucked you out or sucked out of you everything, they have plundered you, but not I am coming with what? With the revenge, being the Avengers, right? And that's why it's very relevant. So don't just get, go, get lost in the midst of the description of the actual uh, damage and actual destruction, but actually it's very, very, very personal in a way, because that's exactly what's happening to, to us when we are under the attack of the enemy right? If we feel that we are being emptied out, right? The, the emptiers have emptied them out. It's just like a very, very graphic way of, of seeing things, of saying things, right? The emptiers have emptied them out. It's just like they didn't leave any single thing out of them. And it's well known at that time that Ashiria or Nineveh was very, very, very wealthy. I was reading about it, not just wealthy, very, very, very uh, 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 brutal, they were saying that if a city hears that the Assyrians are coming, they will commit suicide before the Assyrians will come and take the city because of, 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 of the, the unspoken of ways of destroying and destruction. One of the things they would do, they would just bury people in the desert up to the neck and leave them there to die from madness and thirst and just kind of like enjoying that. Imagine just burying somebody under under the sand in the middle of the desert in this area and just leaving their their, their head out. And just a simple thing, as I was reading, those are just like the little things that you were good at. So that's why, you know, when when we read this, it's also the other concept of this, that, that as you plant, you also what? saw the result of what you do, right? They were so brutal and so evil and so harsh and look at how they were, how did they go down in a very, very similar way. And that's again, the judgment and also the just judge. So here in verse two, the Lord is restoring the majesty of Jacob, restoring that, you know? And that it's very, very promising thing. You know, maybe we are, you know, lost, maybe we need the restoration, maybe we don't know how to, but he said that the Lord is the one who will do that for them. At this moment, Israel and Jacob, the Northern and the Southern were what? Have no power. We know at one point they went actually to, to find some help from where? From the king of Egypt, right? Okay, like, okay, we're done. We can't do anything and we can't even talk to God. Maybe he forgot about us. We can't even trust him anymore. So let's go to Egypt. <laughs> Let's find the the strength and the protection from Egypt. So to that point, they were down. But again, this is the beauty of of God's mercy and God's love. Like even with that, he is coming back to it. To destroy Nineveh with that huge destruction that we are seeing now and to declare that the Lord will restore the excellence of Jacob. Not just restore the life. Look at the text also not just restore the, the life or the status, no. Restoring what? The majesty or restoring the excellence. I find interesting is that I haven't
1: heard yet of why he's doing it for them, because um, you know, they haven't, they haven't, they faithful. If they're going to Egypt, they're not asking God, so that doesn't show that they believe strongly. Right, no. God, so to me, it's,
0: Right, and, right, and, the covenant and the love, nothing else, um, right, really right, right, nothing, nothing good that they've done so they can, okay, now I'm going to take you back. It's not like, okay, you showed that you are a good people now. No, not at all. But again, we have to look at this from the perception and the and the point of preparing for the Messiah. We have to, we cannot cannot forget this.
1: Because it doesn't have other, other stories seem to have that. Where the people
0: Repented and then they came back. back. Exactly, exactly, back. exactly. Those are yes. As you see this a lot in the book of Judges, for example, or the yes. But in this case, no. They didn't do anything. Anything good. They were just they were they were done. They were wiped out. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So he's restoring that in order to maintain. That's exactly what Isaiah says. That uh, I kept the remnant, right? Al baqiya. Why the remnant? Because out of the remnant will come what? the Messiah, and not to restore the excellency and the majesty of Jacob, but to restore the excellency of what? of humanity, in general. right? It's beautiful when we read the text with that mindset. We cannot separate this from Christ. We cannot separate this from the salvation. We cannot separate this from the full story, love story of God to his people, right? So he is saying that, that I will bring back that glorious, that glory, the, 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 the uh, excellency, the majesty of the people again, right? So how is he going to do this? That's how he keeps describing what is happening here. And then, so after this, he starts to talk about um, how do they look like? The shield of his mighty men is red. It's well known at this time, if you read the history that the Assyrian. he is describing the army of the Assyria that they usually, instead like the, the Egyptian were well known with the chariots of wood, right? The Assyrian and the Babylonian and, the, and, the, and the, uh, the Empire of Medes were using actually, as we said last time, iron and metal and bronze. So it's much, much advanced than, than the wood, right? But also they were using it as you know there is always in the game of the war there is always the part of what of bluffing and 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 threatening right so they're using the red color in order when the sun can reflect on it it shows that redness it shows that fire it shows the blood so it has that psychological impact on the enemy that this is what very strong so he is describing how how is that and how how they were using this the shield of his mighty men is red his soldiers are clothed in scarlet so they are appear to be what's very dangerous and very yes yes blood fire all what can 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 break their heart and can break their heart down from from that flashing metal you know so you see all that the chariots race madly through the streets the rush to and fro the squares they gleam the the they said that the chariots the metal chariots the the wheels would have some kind of like as if it has like a like like uh swords Protruding out of the wheels, so as they are, that's why when the when the chariots come close to each other, the metal will destroy the wood right away, and it will just break down the chariot. So just just detailed graphic way of describing the strength and describing the the impact of that. Yes, whether it's the wood or the horses whatever So those swords, as they are moving fast at the time, it was fast, but they will actually destroy and they will injure and they, will, they will, will, will do that damage. He remembers his officers, they stumble as they go. So the, the, the enemy here remembers, OK, let's bring all the mighty officers, all the mighty leaders in order to be able to stand against that attack, but they were not able to. So that, that's what he's talking about here. He keeps, he keeps explaining. The, the he here is, is, is the, the, the king of Nineveh and he remembers his officers, they stumble as they go, they hasten to the wall, the siege tower is set up, the river gates are open, that's what I was talking about, the only way for them to seize and to enter the, the, the city is through what? Through the water, gushing water through the wall that it actually flooded the walls and broke the walls. And it keeps going, uh, go on with that, with, with that description, then verse eight, Nineveh is like a pool whose waters run away. Halt, halt, they cry, but none turns back. Trying to to, to get the people not from running away, not from, from escaping, but to come and to fight, but they are not able to not able to fight. Plunder the silver here, this is for whom a call to the enemy that come and do what. As we said, Nineveh was full of all the wealth, all the the the, 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 the uh, silver, the gold. So now he's talking to the Babylonian. And, and made is to come and do what? Plunder the, 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 the silver, plunder the gold. There is no end of the treasure. Come and take it. Right? And, and right away, when I was reading this, it comes to my mind, the, the, the parable of the Lord, when he said that what? The, strong, the strongest will come and seize the strong and take his and plunder his, his spoil. Remember that, 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 that parable? As the strongest is what is Christ who will come and bind the strong, which is the enemy, and steal his spoil, which is us who are under the bondage of the enemy. It will set them free. So again, we cannot just read this as just a description of a damage of a city without relating this, as you will see, and we'll read together, uh, Cyril of Alexandria, what he says about. Desolate, desolation and ruin, hearts melt and knees tremble. Anguish in the loins, all faces grow pale, just shows again how much the presence of the Lord and how much he can use whatever he wants to use in order to work to, 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 to take the enemy captive. Take the enemy captive. And
2: yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. That's the exodus, exactly. So, yes. No. Yes, They took took everything, all the the, the wealth from the Egyptian before the, the they crossed the Red Sea. And then from for verse 11 it talks if you look at, at actually the museums and the monuments of the Assyrians, it's all all you always using the lions as the symbol of power and symbol of of, of the, the, the civilization itself. So here, again, he's using that, where is the lions then? Like, where are you? Where is your, all your civilization? Where is all your strength? The feeding place. So he, he takes that that uh, uh, symbol of, of of the lions, which resembles actually, or it's a, it's a symbol of the kingdom of Assyria. So saying that they, they will be what? They'll be all gone. This is in verse 11 and 12. But then verse 13 is actually very, 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 Scary, if I may say that. Imagine here the Lord is standing in front of the enemy and saying to him what? I am against you. And again, it could be very, very, very encouraging and it could be very what? Scary, depends on which side you're at, (laughs) right? If we keep, keep and continue to, to resist and keep to be part of the kingdom of evil, then it's very scary because you know what? This is the, 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 the absolute confrontation, right? As, I, as far as I was reading, I think this particular concept of verse came only twice, one time in Job and one time here in the whole, in the whole uh, scripture. Behold, I am against you. behold i am against you declares the lord of hosts and here again as we said he he identifies himself as what the lord of hosts as a as a symbol of what of power strength of the commander right as we said like especially in the old testament the lord can say i am the the holy one of israel i am the 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 the, the god but lots of times when he wants to to point out his authority and his his uh Power, is it the Lord of hosts? Right? Yes. Right, right. Yes. So that's he's the, he's the commander. Again, this is all a war, right? So he's saying that I am the commander, I'm the great commander, right? And whoever is standing, you're standing definitely not against anybody, but against what? Against him. And this is a very, very comforting verse also for us when we, when we know and we understand that there is always a war that's rages against the people of God and against the church of God, right? And against everyone that's tried to, be, to, be, to live the life of, of piety, right? And we always say, you know, the devil is there and, 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 and the war is hard and the war and I cannot take this. So this verse is very, very, very encouraging because it, it stately clearly states what, Behold I am against you declares the law and you is the enemy right so it's like all the boldness but you are not fighting the devil is not just fighting me right when I'm under attack, when I'm all over the place with my my, my thoughts, whether I'm struggling with with bad thoughts, with lust, with envy with Whatever with anxiety, with fear, with, with 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 all those things. Remember that what he says that behold, I am against you, declares the Lord. Exactly. The Lord defends, and you are staying silent. You the war the the, the war is for the Lord. <laughs> yes, yes. 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 See, that that war, although he is the one who allowed this is the paradox of this, although he is the one who allowed this from the beginning, right? He's, he's the one who used Nineveh, used the Assyrian to kind of chastise his people. But, but in a way, as I was reading one of the commentaries, it says, not to this extent. <laughs> you know, like, okay, I will let you chastise them. But then they took all the evil that they can do. But regardless of this or that, the fight is, was against God himself against God himself and this is very that's why again when we try to to make this relevant to make this chapter relevant because again you can read it like this is so irrelevant like why do we have to study this but when you read verse 2 and verse 13 you see how much this is very very relevant I came to restore the excellency restore the majesty of my people and behold says the Lord of hosts I am against you so it's like exactly as we when we studied Ze- Zechariah 3 remember when 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 the devil is against the, the 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 high priest, remember that. Let's read it real quick because it's it's very 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 uh, relevant to this. Zechariah chapter three, one of the of the of the visions, and uh, Zechariah three from one till uh, just from one till three, just in the beginning of, of this, right. Here, here again, and as we said before, Zechariah is is God encouraging the people to build the temple, right? So at one point, he saw this vision, which is the high priest is standing with what? With filthy clothes. And devil is standing and doing what? Accusing him. Right? And then you see how the language is, right? Then he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him, to accuse him. To fight him. But then it says. And the Lord said to Satan. The Lord rebuke you Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem. Rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? See this and compare Nahum. So, Behold. I am against you. And it's it's an amazing mindset when we keep this mindset in our struggle, when we are fighting, when we are weak, when we feel like we are defeated, when we feel like we are we cannot get out, we cannot even catch a breath and get a break. Remember that he is saying that I he's he's he's, he's accusing Satan said, I am against you, declares the Lord. I will burn your chariots in smoke, and the sword shall devour your young lions, I will cut off your prey from the earth, and the voice of your messengers shall no longer. Be heard. So I see how this is very, very. It came to a very personal message instead of just like the reading history of what happened to Nero. I want to read what what Cyril of Alexandria talks about this real quick, and then I'll, I'll, I'll give you a few minutes if anybody has questions. But uh, but it talks specifically about verse one and two, which is actually the 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 key for the full uh, chapter. Here he goes. It says. specifically about verse one. Now the verse, God is jealous and the rest would properly apply also to those not wishing to follow the straight and narrow path of godliness, but rather to be diverted to a fleshly style of life. So he's saying that God is jealous, not only for the enemy, but also for those who follow the enemy, which is what people who want to live according to the fleshly style of life. After all, there is no doubt that he will take vengeance by inflicting punishment and subjecting to penalties the stubborn and guilty, especially if it is true that all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And then he goes, "This has been done through the Holy Spirit. He imparted the fellowship of this Holy Spirit to the apostles, so he's saying that the the work that the Lord started to take vengeance against the enemy is continuing through whom." Through the apostles. Through what? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. So what we're reading here as the vengeance of the Lord, St. Cyril of Alexandria saying that this was given to the apostles and then to the church to have the same power. He imparted the fellowship of his Holy Spirit to the apostles. For it is written, when he had said that he breathed upon them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven, and whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. This was the second breathing. The first had been impaired by willful sins to fulfill the scripture. One who has been delivered from affliction has come up painting into your presence. He has been delivered from Hades for it was after his resurrection according to the gospel that he breathed on them. He gives the grace at this time and he will lavish it more abundantly. He says to them, I am ready to give it to you even now but the vessel cannot yet hold it. So he's saying that the power, what basically what he's saying, that the power and the strength, that the authority that I was able to deal with Nineveh is all given to, to you through the power, through the breath or the breathing of the Holy Spirit. So, and this is, this is the beauty of, 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 of Saint Cyril of Alexandria, putting things like reading Nahum in the eyes or with the eyes of, of the New Testament. I'm ready to give it to you even now except for the time, the grace of which you are capable, but look forward to yet more. And that he says, he recites the idea that wait in the city till you receive a power that you're able to conquer the enemy. So he's linking again, the power of, of God himself and the revenge that he came against Nineveh, that this same power and same authority, he gave it to the church through the Holy Spirit. And then goes on with verse 2 again. says, now the fact that God will release everyone, not protecting some and leaving others to be consumed by hardship. Here he's talking about that God will will release from captivity whom Jacob and Israel, the north and the south, as you were saying, not those who are good and those who are bad, not those who show that they are worthy to be saved. No. He promised to save what? Restore what? All. All. So Cyril is saying that now the fact that God will release everyone, not protecting some and leaving others to be consumed by hardship. He conveys by saying he has turned aside the abuse of Jacob as that of Israel will be turned aside. All return to Judea, as we said, escaping from the toll taken by captivity. Now, in my view, that Cyril, there is also a very urgent need for those redeemed by Christ to be wanting no longer to live a heedless life. Rather, they should be attentive to following the straight and narrow path of a way of life pleasing to God. So saying because of that, because God is willing to save everybody and willing to go through the fight and take the fight for himself. Now we have to do what? To understand that and not to live as it says. Now, in my view, there is also a very urgent need for those redeemed by Christ to be waiting no longer to live a heedless life. There is no reason for us to wait and live a heedless life. Why? Because it's God's purpose to do what to restore the majesty. And it's God's purpose to go through the war in such strength and full power to restore you. So what have you done? That's basically what he's trying to say. Right. If God is willing to do all this, now take heed, right? And take it very urgent need for those redeemed by Christ to be waiting no longer to live a hideous life. Rather, they should be attentive to following the straight and narrow path of a way, life pleasing to God. Because that path was not what? Was not free. Was not easy. He went through all that fight. He went through the cross. He went through going down to Hades to capture the devil in order to set us free. So now he's saying, do you have to find some kind of urgency? not to live a heedless life. And then he goes on, be attentive to following the straight and narrow path of a way of life pleasing to God and gird their loins. That is rise above bodily indulgence and pleasure and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires and prevail over passion and all the lethargy. This is the way in fact, they will come to the holy city, the heavenly Jerusalem and other, and there offer God spiritual sacrifice. As exactly, God went through all this to set free the people and to take them from captivity and to destroy the devil. devil. Now you have to do what? To take it serious. Because this is what he has to go through in order to set us free. So let's take it serious. Let's take it as a matter of urgency in order to be able to go all together back again to the set of Jerusalem, the earthly Jerusalem, to the heavenly Jerusalem, where there you can offer sacrifice, to God. it's beautiful, beautiful, you know. And that's that's the beauty of the fathers again, you know. Cyril, so just amazing, you know. He takes something out of, out of just a, a text like, okay, I'm sure anybody will read this. Okay, let's just flip the page. Next, you know, next book. Who cares about Nineveh and who cares about the chariots and who cares about the red? Oh. But he's saying that this is exactly what Christ has went through. That wasn't an easy fight. And because of that, he said, well, you must look at this in a matter of urgency. In order to understand, in order that we come all together from the north and from the west and the east and the south, come together and move on to the heavenly Jerusalem, there you'll be able to offer sacrifice. So that's, again, chapter two. (laughs) Through the the, the prophecy against Nineveh. And in a way also, as we say that this is declaration of, as it says, you know, I stand against you, right? If you get something out of of this study today, get those two things, verse two and verse 30. Verse two is I will restore Jacob and Israel. Restore their, not just restore them, restore their majesty, their excellency. And that's exactly what he did with us. And verse 13, which is what, again, that I am standing against you. So whenever we're weak, whenever we're, 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 we're defeated, whenever we say, you know, there's no hope, I don't even have any, I hear this all the time, I don't even have energy to fight anymore. I'm so beaten, I'm so exhausted, I'm so, I'm remember it's not you. Remember that he is standing against your enemy. And what we just need to do is what? To hide in him as simple Hide in him. We be in him, and he's the one who's fighting for us. And when he fights, he fights. And this is another thing from chapter three. When he wants to destroy, he destroys, Period. He doesn't give a chance of, okay, there is, there is another chance for them to get, get, uh, get their acts together again. No, as I said, not till 1865, as, as if I'm not wrong, when they start to, to do the uh, excavations and, and to start to, to, to find out uh, the ruins of Nineveh. All the time it was totally destroyed. Yes, there is another city by the name of Nineveh, but the actual city that was there was totally gone. So that's another thing. When he fights, he fights, right? Questions? point there about when you fight, fight together, Later, that, that alone, right, and, right. Uh, the temple
1: itself.
0: Yes. It's, it's Nothing. It's
1: just, it's just the
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. When, when, when really those those places that were actually stayed uh, very, very, very strong against God and against His His work were actually gone. Yes. Yes.
2: Day, mm. she was arrested for the sound of cooking with her boyfriend. Mm. And the only thing we both do was amazing mm. break. Sitting in this immense room, singing, I told her the Holy Spirit would give the words when she went to court. She asked me to go to court and get that for praying. And she was so eloquent. Instead of receiving the year and a half sentence, they only gave her 30 days. And I felt bad, but she said no. And because she asked for me by me, I then became a prison chap. Mm. Yeah, that people can
0: ask. Yes.
2: And um, oh. her boyfriend got up afterwards, went into solitary confinement, and after a couple years in prison, finally was. Wow. Uh, uh. So it's just such like, it's, it's real life. Right. That, right. Yes. Yeah. And we've all heard the uh, say first year I thought about my wife and my and my sports car. Second year I thought about my wife and my sports car. Third year I thought about my wife and my sports car. Fourth, fourth year I thought about God and what. It
0: is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Paul. Yes. I have a similar story. Actually, I was just sharing this with the group yesterday. When, when you know, before COVID, when we when we used to go to uh, to prison ministry, thank God that actually we heard just heard recently that we're, we're willing to go. We're able to go again soon. So it's just a blessing to be there. But one of the times we were talking and uh, and we were, again we're sitting in the basement of of line Lakes uh, uh, prison, and 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 the guy next to me uh, was. Uh, uh, from from his young, he's like maybe maybe late 20s or so. But he's he's he was a member of one of the of the Asian gangs, uh, very, very violent. And uh, and he was sharing with us his story of of being actually thrown in, in solitary confinement also as a punishment. And all as as how they describe it is they actually let them out maybe just one hour per day. Uh, to just maybe take a walk or maybe hose them down as a way of uh, of uh, of shower or whatever, and then they just throw him in there again. Uh, and the only I can't quite remember, but the only thing that was allowed to him was a Bible. He was He was he was Asian, he wasn't a believer. He was he didn't know anything about it. He was saying that in the beginning of the of the confinement, he would like scream and bang his head against the wall, and he was crazy, like literally crazy to the point that him and his neighbor in the next cell, they, they used to play chess by imagining the board on the wall. Imagine this, you know, what kind of energy and, and, and mindset it takes. So I'm gonna imagine that chess, I'm gonna okay, I'm moving my king to whatever, all in the air. <laughs> and literally going crazy. But then he start to, to, to pick that book that was thrown to him or at him. And, and he goes, from then, it, my, my life totally changed, totally changed. And actually we were sitting there, like you just mentioned a beginning of a verse and he will recite whatever you want to say, like from, from, from Genesis to Revelation, he has it all. And I saw that with my own eyes, he was sitting right next to me. <laughs> so back again to the point of when God works, he works. When he wants to change as long as we are, flexible and able to receive, we will be changed that, that dramatic, that, that, that radical change. Again, from a, from, a, from a gang member that is so violent, from a person that's actually literally going to, to be, or going to madness in a, in a solitary confinement into a beautiful person that, that, li- that is living by the word of God, literally word by word. So God is willing to do that. again. I stand against you. When we let him stand, then we have the full victory. The problem is we always intervene, like, no, no, no. I know what to do. I can fight this fight. I can take care of that. I can change myself. Okay? And the more and more I say, I, the less and less we are able to achieve anything. But it's very, 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 very obvious. I stand against you, says the Lord of Hosts, period. Any other comments or questions? Thank you. Let's pray. Don't forget to set the time, the clock back. So we're gaining an hour. Name of the Father, send the Holy Spirit, the hear us the prayers of all your sins and your blood that share the cross for each one of us. Hear us when we pray to you, saying our Father who art in heaven. May the love of God, the Father, grace of his only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit be with you. Go in peace. Peace with you all. Amen. See you, Bishop.
2: Good
0: to see you.